0: Talking about innovation in teaching and education, Popular Podagogy. Discussions that are topical and sometimes philosophical, Popular Podagogy. Popular Podagogy.
1: Hi there. Thanks for joining us and welcome to another episode of Popular Podagogy, where we bring big ideas in teaching and education to life. I'm your host, Chris Carlton, and this podcast is brought to you by the Faculty of Education at Queen's University. Welcome to our May podcast. In this podcast, I am excited to be speaking with Dr. Linda Colgan, who, among many other accomplishments and recognitions, was recently awarded the 2020 Natural Sciences and Engineering Research Council of Canada's Science Promotion Award for Individual Achievement. This award honors people and groups that are inspirational in the way they promote science to the general public, and Linda is all that and more. Today, she is here to talk about one of her favorite topics, and that is Science Rendezvous, which is happening here in Kingston and all over Canada, starting May 4th and running through until May 22nd. Mark your calendars, everyone, because this is going to be an exciting event for everyone. I'd like to introduce our guest to our podcast today and that is the unstoppable and inspirational dr linda colgan welcome to the podcast linda
0: thank you so much for allowing me to be here chris
1: now just to give our listeners a quick glimpse of your career and work so far prior to your appointment in illustrious career with queens which started in 1998 you were an award-winning educator with the scarborough board of education for 25 years And listen to this, during that time, Linda taught or held leadership and administrative positions at every educational level. That's elementary, intermediate, secondary, and post-secondary roles centered around the integration of computer technology and mathematics. Throughout your tenure with Queen's University, Linda, you developed pivotal resources for mathematics curriculum across Canada, including textbooks, research monographs, and Teacher and Parent Resource Guides. And the list goes on and on. And to me, it is just amazing, and I've said this before, and inspiring. Thank you, Linda, for joining us today.
0: That uh, was quite a a humbling (laughs) introduction. I didn't expect all that, but thank you so much. It makes me realize I've had a lot of experience. (laughs)
1: And you have. And now, even though I would very much enjoy just having a conversation with you, Linda, about the amazing work you've accomplished, I also really want to hear more about the upcoming Science Rendezvous here in Kingston. And you have a reputation, Linda, to uphold because in 2019, you hosted one of the largest and most successful Science Rendezvous events in Canada, attracting over 5,200 visitors. And for this work, your team was presented with the inaugural STEAM Big Award from Science Rendezvous Canada, which was created to recognize an outstanding science rendezvous event. And then in 2021, you won the national award for the best virtual event with over 29,000 visitors from around the world, attending your webinars and taking advantage of your on-demand resources. So, Linda, how do you top that?
0: <laughs> well, this year, Chris, I don't think we are aiming for bigger and better. What we're aiming for is a science rendezvous renaissance. We haven't had an in person event since 2019. We are aware of the fact that people are still conscious of safety with respect to COVID. And so what we have done is basically try to provide an event that has a three-pronged approach to keep everyone feeling that they can participate in a way that makes them feel safe and comfortable. So for example, we are still going to have live events at, Leon Center on Saturday, May 7th, but it will be in a more restricted area, simply in the concourse of the building. And we are expanding the number of events that we are going to have out on Tragically Hip Way and King Street, so that if people don't feel safe going inside, they can still enjoy a number of displays outdoors. We have a bird walk, um, through City Park and downtown Kingston, so that again, people can do things at their own pace. We have webinars, we have workshops, and we have STEM on demand resources. So basically, what we're hoping to do is help everyone find their niche. We have something for everyone, whether you're six or 90, it doesn't matter. There are resources there and you can choose to do what you want when you want. And that is our goal this year. So not to have, you know, the hugest crowd in the history of Kingston Rendezvous. Um, What we're hoping to have is the happiest, most satisfied audience that we could possibly have.
1: And Linda, I've got the uh, the copy of the events that are coming up and I think you said you've tweeted those out as well and it is so excited. I started printing them off of my computer and it just kept coming and coming and coming and the more I read through them, the more excited I got. Like you said, there is absolutely something for everybody and at everybody's comfort level as well. and and so the the grandparents, the parents, the students, the teachers, we can all find something that just gets us excited, involved, and that that curiosity and that wonder that we wanna find is, is going to be there at this Science Rendezvous.
0: Well, that's our hope, Chris. Science Rendezvous was actually founded uh, back in 2010 by uh, Dr. Dwayne Miller from the University of Toronto, um, who also had um, an appointment in Germany as part of his work as a chemistry professor. And while Duane was in Germany, what he discovered over time was that every university for a couple of days on weekends in the spring would open their doors and have Basically, public education events where people could come in and see the labs, see what was going on, talk to people and basically understand what it was that researchers and scientists did, but also inspire the next generation of scientists by allowing children to see what normally is always behind closed doors. So he brought the concept of Science Rendezvous to Canada in 2010. And it was a very small event then. And it basically happened in Toronto and at Ryerson University. Dr. Tom Russell, a faculty member in education, sent me an article from the Toronto uh, newspapers about Science Rendezvous and said, Linda, I think this is something you might be interested in. So in 2011, we held our first science rendezvous at the Faculty of Education with about 25 displays. We attracted about 550 people, but it basically set the expectation that we would do something like this every year. Um, We had many educators attend, many um, community organizations like the Boys and Girls Club, like um, Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, recommended that their members come. So it was a great community party where it, the, basically we celebrated science and technology and engineering and math and everybody went away feeling happy. Um, that basically lit the, lit the flame. And every year we have grown since then and expanded, Uh, we provide opportunities for all of our NSERC um, funded researchers at Queens and SSHRC funded researchers at Queens to do their, to fulfill the public um, education elements from their grants. And basically we provide opportunities for them to engage with the public. I think one of the things that you should know about Science Rendezvous, Chris, is that we hold it at Leon Center, a hockey arena, on purpose, not just because it's the largest venue in Kingston, but because we see that as a way to equalize science. Basically, people are going to come in and see a whole host of people wearing red t-shirts, all of which just say Science Rendezvous. People have no idea whether they're talking to one of the top cardiologists in Canada, a Nobel Prize winner, a research chair in chemistry, or you know, the winner of the three-minute thesis competition, all of whom have attended Science Rendezvous in the past. Because everybody's just wearing a red T-shirt, that means that anybody feels free to go up and ask them a question, to talk to them, to basically engage with them and feel that they matter, that their questions matter, that their curiosity matters. And at the end of the day, we feel that that is one of the most important aspects of Science Rendezvous. It basically makes scientists not some Einsteinian figure that works in a lab, but a scientist is a real person who actually talks and walks and explains and drinks water when they get thirsty. And that is so important for um people of all ages to break down those barriers because the whole notion of being a scientist can be very intimidating
1: and and you we've talked about this before Linda you and I in terms of that accessibility everybody being able to go down there and rub shoulders with world famous men and women that are and you've said this word several times having fun doing science. And and I've been to the science rendezvous before, and everything is fun. You're going in there and you're just enjoying yourself. And you can tell by the the people who are presenting or sharing, I guess, more than presenting, they're having fun too. So it's a contagious uh, uh, attitude where science is just this great thing that we should all be embracing and build our curiosity over.
0: Well, Chris, I'm glad you said that because the whole point is to help our young children and help our help parents and family members and older people as well understand that science is not for the elite that science is for everyone one of the things that we really emphasize when Um, Kim Garrett, who is the other co-coordinator of Science Rendezvous, when we put the program together, we really try to get as many young scientists and as young researchers as we can as possible to be on the floor talking to people. It's all fine and well for me to talk about how I love being a mathematician and how I love being a scientist, but an eight-year-old isn't gonna see themselves in me. Um, An eight-year-old might, and a 12-year-old might see themselves in a first or second year university student. And what we want them to do is see that it is possible. So we try to encourage everyone to basically remember that they are the role models. They are the ones who are inspiring these young children to think maybe I could do this if I just tried a little harder and if I tried and developed an interest. And so the, the motto for the day is smile big or go home, right? You know, that's, where, that's how we do things. It is all about um, having fun. And, you know, there are people who say, well, learning is serious. Well, you know what? If you're not engaged in it, if you're not enjoying it, you're not learning. So we know that informal education is every bit as important as what happens in the classroom. So all those important lessons that are learned at Science Rendezvous matter. And uh, when they come with that positive energy, they matter even more.
1: 100%. I go through when I'm teaching here at Queen's that relevant, relatable, and engaging, and we, we need to make sure that that's happening. Now, I know that you've got one of my favorite authors, uh, Lindsay Carmichael is going to be there. You, you introduced me to Lindsay, and she's uh, spoken in my class as well, so it's not just science. You're introducing literacy as well to promote the science big ideas and everything, which is, is so exciting to me because language is such a powerful supporter and promoter of science education. Um, I am gonna talk to you quickly. Uh, the new 2022 science curriculum came out, and the big thing is STEM education. We need to put STEM education into all of the other strands. So, STEM education is now the main strand, well, the A strand, and then BCDEF is our underneath, and we need to incorporate STEM into everything that we do, which is fantastic because STEM is hands on problem solving. And I know that Science Rendezvous is big on STEM activities as well. So, could you just highlight? How is STEM being integrated into uh, Science Rendezvous?
0: Oh, basically, Chris, in every activity that we have. um, I mean, you don't have science without mathematics. You don't have technology and engineering without mathematics and without science. So they all work together and they help each other out. So I'm just going to give you a really quick example of one of the things that I think is going to be really interesting for people. So in our self-directed activities, the students from Let's Talk Science have created an incredible video and a set of instructions on how to build a tetrahedral kite. Now you may not know this, but Alexander Graham Bell, spent years and years and years in Bedeck, Nova Scotia, trying to build a kite that was a tetrahedral kite that was large enough to hold people so that he could claim the first manned flight. Unfortunately, his tetrahedral kites were never ever stable enough to support the number of passengers that he wanted to, but the design has been, part and parcel of a lot of work in aeronautics ever since. We think of Alexander Graham Bell and the telephone, but no, 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 his tetrahedral kites were amazing and beautiful and wonders of science. So basically what the Let's Talk Science uh, team has done is create an instructional video on how to build a tetrahedral kite. And then they actually took their tetrahedral kite and flew it at Fort Henry Hill so that people could see how spectacular it was when it was in the air. So again, we have that kind of science, technology, engineering and math. We also have um, paleontologists who will be taking us from finding a specimen in the field through the work that uses all of the small dental drills, all of the small artist brushes, all of the equipment that is necessary to actually create a museum specimen. Much of that also involves art because you also have to use clay and other materials to complete parts of the specimen that could be missing. So from that perspective, what we're trying to show is that STEM is not always about computers. It's actually about many different kinds of science. We have um, robots that will be demonstrating their fancy dance moves. I cannot hardly wait. And Chris, we also, through the physics department, have a bit of back to the future at Science Rendezvous. One of the things we have is a hoverboard.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: This hoverboard is basically the kids are going to be able to drive the hoverboard, which means that they will be floating about three to four inches off the ground, and they will be driven by, I want you to hear this, a leaf blower.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Again, they are going to have the opportunity to learn how hoverboards work and how those are important in terms of space flight. So every single part of science is practical, it's accessible, and there's an example to show that the science that happens in the lab doesn't stay there. It ends this, up in our everyday lives.
1: And it's so excited, and I'm so looking forward to that. Uh, the hoverboard, sign me up. I'm gonna be all over that one. Um, I now, <laughs> Um, A lot of our listeners are teachers. So this question is really focused in on that, Linda. How can teachers use these amazing resources as part of their classroom program?
0: Uh, Well, you know what? At, At the end of the day, I have been an educator my whole life. I've been a teacher my whole life. So at the heart of Science Rendezvous, I want to make this not just an event that lasts a couple of days, but an event that happens for the whole year. So Chris, from that perspective, our webinars are basically open to classrooms so that teachers can bring their whole class to learn about, for example, how robotics are used on a dairy farm. We may not understand that we have many rural communities around us. They, those farms, are using robots all the time. The milk that ends up on our table is not from some child with a bucket under a cow anymore. So we want to show how technology has impacted the farm. We have um, workshops on Stellarium. May 7th is the International Day of Astronomy. Connor, Doan, who is the coordinator of outreach for the observatory, is going to show us basically the skies above Kingston, and what we can see there, and how to identify different parts of this. Guess what? You can actually use that program at home, and Amazing. teachers can use it in the classroom, and it's free.
1: So all of these webinars are going to be, we can link through the website, the Science Rendezvous website and be able to access them.
0: You can register for them and attend them live. And if it's not a good day for your class to attend, guess what? They're there for you to watch when you want and how you want. All of the STEM on demand materials are designed with educators in mind. So basically, there are teaching materials, there are lessons, all kinds of things. But the most exciting thing I want to tell you about, I have been working with Lindsay Carmichael, whom you just mentioned, and with Research Casting International, the the world's largest creator of museum displays, to create kits for the Education Library Teacher Resource Center. Wow. And basically we have got two kits ready, one for grades four, five, six, one for grade seven through to about grade eleven. And they examine the ice age, but they examine the ice age only using Canadian specimens. Every kit contains all of the skulls and a whole series of specimens from, for example, the woolly mammoth, from the saber tooth tiger, from the giant beaver, from you name it, they're all there. And basically the kids are going to be able to examine these in their own classroom. We call it a museum in the classroom.
1: It's incredible. The kids,
0: the kids can be borrowed free of charge. And Lindsay is offering two workshops specifically for educators, so that they can learn about the kits before they borrow them. And guess what? If you're not living in the Kingston area and you can't come and borrow the physical kits, which are amazing, I have to tell you, they're amazing. um, You can actually get the kit in a virtual format. We have it digitally. And one of the things that I've had the most fun with, uh, Peter has done scans of all of the skulls and of all of the um, feet and the knees and the various parts of the specimens to show, for example, why they went extinct or what might've contributed to their evolution and how all of these things happened. So they've all been scanned in a 3D way and in, the three, and in the virtual version, you actually get to drive those scans. So on the computer, you get to drive them. You get to turn them and wow. twist them and look at them from all different perspectives. So nothing is, well, a lot is lost when you can't touch things. But I would have to say that not much is lost if you're using the virtual uh, kits as well. So... These are the first of their kind in Canada and we are so proud of them and we want to get them out into classrooms. So we will be featuring them at Science Rendezvous. All of the specimens will be there. We're doing workshops for kids. We're doing workshops for teachers. And again, everybody will go home with a nice take-home booklet um, with, for example, a postcard about velociraptors and 200 lucky kids will go home with a talon a talon
1: that's amazing
0: velociraptor yes they Ah. were made um by um a company in uh arizona and we are just so excited Ah to be able to give these velociraptor talents away.
1: <laughs> that is incredible. And I did have the opportunity to have a sneak peek at the teacher resources and Linda, I know they are spectacular. And from a teacher's point of view, um, I would be so excited to get them into the hands of the classroom teachers and, and take a look at them. Now I'm gonna do a surprise question on you because I do this with all of my guests Uh-oh. and you're going to have to, and this is the challenge part, you have to answer the question in about two or two sentences. Okay, which might be challenging. So uh, one final tip uh, summarized in two sentences. What advice would you give a new teacher or teachers who have not experienced Science Rendezvous before?
0: I would say sign up for a webinar so that you understand how these webinars are different from others. Go to the event, get in line on May 7th outdoors, stand in line, go inside, pick up every piece of information that you can, and then go home, have a nice cup of coffee and go through all of the STEM on demand materials. You will be set for life for your curriculum for elementary science, I promise.
1: And, and that always- is a huge Uh, bonus because teachers are always looking for these rich resources and exciting, engaging resources. And I know that they're going to be there. Thank you, Linda, for sharing your experience, your expertise and and more your passion with us today. We all need to experience this amazing and engaging science rendezvous coming up May 4th through the 22nd, a true celebration of curiosity and wonderment for absolutely everyone. So thank you, Linda, for taking this time and, and just getting us excited about science again
0: thank you for this opportunity this is my uh this is my passion and you know at my age and stage of life chris i'm going to say it's probably going to be my legacy and that is a wonderful wonderful high note for me to think about so i appreciate your interest and i appreciate the time
1: thank you very much Linda. have a great day thank you That does it for another episode of Popular Podagogy. Again, thank you to our amazing guest, Dr. Linda Colgan. Josh, as always, where can our listeners subscribe to make sure they don't miss any of our popular Podagogy podcasts? Yeah, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, the CFRC website, the Faculty of Education website, and uh, pretty much any other place you get your podcasts. That is exciting, and I look forward to reading some of our listeners' suggested future topics. Please don't forget to check out our Queen's Faculty of Education website and search for Popular Podagogy for additional resources and information. Well, that is it from myself, Chris Carlton, our podcast team of Josh, Aaron, Carly, and Becca. Stay healthy, stay safe, and stay connected. And we'll see you next time for another episode of Popular Podagogy.